we welcome the third member of a new you radio our guy mr banks got the scarf on tonight looking all dapper as usual hello <laughs> <laughs> and um so wait does banks know about the, his criticism as well I, I don't know actually um so uh Oh, we was talking about how some, how a lot of people are saying you you've grown, uh -huh. you know, on the show since we started it, right? Which is a great thing, which I saw. And then Anthony came on the other show, mm -hmm. right? And you saw the text I sent you, right? The email, the yeah, what whatever it was like, whatever. So it, it's two different type of personalities mm -hmm. and whatnot. Because you, you heard Anthony's show, right? He just oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I heard, I think, three parts. Yeah. Uh, the one part that kind of, like, when he was talking about his multiple relationships. Wives, yeah. Like, uh, I was in Atlanta, and I had my friends there, and I played it. I played that part to them, and two women were basically resp were responding uh -huh. to when he was, I guess he was on relationship number two. They were saying, like, he was rambling for, like, 30 minutes before he actually got to Marriage the, number two, yeah. To the actual point of, like, mm -hmm. when is he going to talk about the third one? <laughs> <laughs> and that's when he, like, that's the only, the only, my only criticism for him. When he, like, gets into his stories, he, like, kind of gets off track. Or he just keeps saying the same thing over and over again. Like, he mentioned job court, like, eight times. <laughs> Like we get it, you're a doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah dad. Like with the girlfriend and everything. Like he just kept saying it over and over and over again. But his delivery is hilarious. Yeah, and how he views things is very humorous to me and other people that listened. And um, I'll, I'll give it to him when it comes to that. He's a he's definitely uh, off the wall. I think what's dope about him is that he can laugh at himself. Right. About all the crazy things that he's done. Yeah. And I was telling Josh that that kind of humility or um, kind of um, uh, being able to be vulnerable mm -hmm. is, is real good sometimes for radio. Because people like that. They want to see your, um, you know, what happened to you in life and, and all your stories and stuff like that, you right. know, a lot of times. And I was telling him just now, you know, uh, before he came in, I listened to Kev a lot. Kevin mm -hmm. on stage, you know, mm -hmm. his crew, because they always tell him real life stories, no matter what happens. So we saw him the other day how he was beat up every day by a bully coming home from school, literally every single day. Right. Like he walked him home and beat him up. Well, some people won't tell that story because they worry about looking like a punk. Right. But he's okay with that. So I think um, he was saying with you, I think with you um, that, you know, as we keep going and going forward with this, that, you know, could try to keep developing that kind of you know, vulnerability to just let it all out. Like, whatever mm -hmm. happens, happen. I mean, not incriminating mm -hmm. or to get you in trouble, beat up by a chick or something like that. But, I mean, as far as, like, old stories and stuff like that, you know, as well. And you too, Josh, because, you know, sometimes you got to you, you gotta let it out too. You know what I'm saying? So, Well, being completely authentic is being that vulnerable. It's true. It's true. But I feel like Anthony sat here for – a few hours over two days, and we kind of know his whole life story, where I, we've been with you for several months, and I feel like you leave a lot of stuff to... But that's Josh being Josh, fair enough. That's Okay. <laughs> I mean, you can't expect Bruce Wayne to be Tony Stark, right? <laughs> oh, that, that's a good one. <laughs> See what I did there, Tony? 
I'm sure he will be laughing when he hears this or whatever. Um, and you see, you heard how Josh set, set Anthony up? Oh, he. Um, <laughs> please reiterate. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. He didn't set him up. I did see a quarrel though when he was talking about uh, the woman thing mm-hmm. in the j- workplace, and Josh is like, "Well, you're an example of that, though." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, he hit a blow with that." But that's what I call cognitive dissonance. Like, how are you? <laughs> I don't understand. That's why I get confused. Right. Yeah. Because when I heard that, I was like, I had to replay it. I was like, did he just say that? I was like, that uh, Tony like played it off. He was like, he had this response like, really? Then you, he like kind of switched over like, all right, let's just talk about someone else. Because <laughs> that was like a dagger. I was like, ah! I was like, oh, man. Wait, really? Yeah, if you listen to it, you kind of feel the Tony pause. Tony's a very happy person. He, he is. is. <laughs> and he wanted to, and I, I could tell from his personality, he wanted to avoid, because he said he doesn't like confrontation. Yeah, you're he right. So he, he thought, I thought I was trying to beat him up at first or whatever he thought. Or whatever. He didn't yeah. say that. Well, you know what I'm saying. Whatever. He, he thought you didn't like him. You, yeah. you came at him, though. You tried to chip him. I did not try to chip Tony, but... What I was saying was he posted all, all our stuff on Facebook about all of his stories and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> apparently one of, his first, one of his wives didn't take too kindly to it. And uh, here's what she said. So you can read that as we, um, as we move forward. But <laughs> this is the, 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 the young first girl? wife. Yeah. Well, yeah. When they, I mean, he didn't have money. <laughs> they were in high school. Why would he? Why would she get mad over that? I I don't know. <coughs> but uh about the mom <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Tony is telling the truth about the mom presented this like, oh we're gonna move to Delaware unless if you marry her. That's what I said. I that, said, yo, I were you mad because the truth came out? I w- I said I would have said, Well, tell me why your mom said you're gonna move and it didn't. Cause that's a, <laughs> that's what I would have said. I was curious to see how this girl looked like though. <laughs> he always tries to see what it looks like. That's I just want to see the way he explained um, her. But um, anyway, uh, <laughs> that that name cracked me up. I don't know if you know Spanish, so it, it made me laugh out loud. Josh, Josh saw it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to read. What's her name? Because this is definitely not her. This can't. I be think her. he just put that on his phone. Oh, okay. But uh, let's go ahead and get started on this particular show. Let's give back this phone so I can move forward and. Um, <laughs> But no, we just want to give you some kind of constructive criticism a little bit mm-hmm. that's not bad, but just to, you know, make our show get get better, more lively, and see what we can do, you know, um, uh, to move it forward. But I do want to welcome you guys to another episode of A New You Radio, and um, the show that brings diverse catalog of topics ranging from uplifting stories, news and pop culture, sports and entertainment, and of course, dating and relationships. Our goal, as always, is to make you feel like you're right in the middle of a heated debate in your local barbershop or beauty salon. I'm your host, uh, Mike Levant, a.k.a. Big Mike, a.k.a. the savant named Levant. Woo! Mike is going to sing today. <laughs> we also got my man Banks in the building as usual. Say what's up to the crowd. Yo, 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 I'm out here. But I really want to hear Mike sing, though. And some people actually, uh, they also mentioned that they wanted to hear you sing because they, when I mentioned the part that you were classically trained, they right. were like, really? I actually was. I, I, I sung in classical choirs from the age of 
probably uh, from first grade through ninth grade. I've sung, like I said, uh, at all, um, all type of events. We went to Houston's mom before um, for Colin Powell to event, several different events. I used to do plays. Remember, uh, um, I did the, uh, remember, uh, uh, Carmen, the hip hop that Beyonce oh, did? did? I did the original, ver the real version, the classical version of mm -hmm. Carmen, where we had to actually learn how to sing, and I believe German classical music. So oh, wow. I did all that when I was, uh, Guten Tag. Yeah, much, much younger. So <laughs> one day I will sing, probably won't be classical because I switched the course from classical music to, uh, gospel music okay. at the time. Uh, what's a good R&B? That's what they initially thought you were yeah. going to be like gospel choir. Yeah, but yeah. when they heard the classical, was like, really? Yeah, I, I could sing the whole scale and stuff like that. But it, it's a gear to perfect that. But moving on, we also got the creator himself, Mr. Josh Waring, you know, in the building as well. They need I Miguel need nailed that intro. That's what I'm talking about, Miguelito. I need that Tony Stark soundbite. Which After one? The one he's where he's like. Let me get some. But I got a boyfriend. So what? I'm your husband. <laughs> like, that's... Like, that... They just wanted to hear that I over mean, and over again. I mean, the logic is pretty flawless, what he's saying, actually. It is. It's like, it makes sense, but it's just like... like wow. She would hang with him. Come Listen home, to this people. And I would be like... Let's, let's, let's sleep together. She's like, I got a boyfriend. I'm like, man, so what? I'm your husband. <laughs> Yo. Classic. That's, I, that needs to become a meme right now, Tony. Like, stop what you're doing right now. Stop listening to us and go make that a meme. Like, like we need to take, hours. like, a clip from, like, Martin or something and just put his voice over, over it. Yeah. Like, that is literally classic. And ironically, later on, he calls Josh a sex, a sex addict. But it seems like oh, yeah, I remember that. You know, it, when he's coming to her like that, it seems like he might have been a sex addict at the time. He's like, well, "So what? I don't care about that." So, um, yeah, he did say that to Josh. <laughs> I, I heard that. <clears throat> um, <laughs> and um, moving forward, it's our first time back in a couple weeks, and we appreciate all you listeners. Um, shout out to everybody who does listen. We're gonna have a dear Josh letter coming soon. Not today though, but keep working on that, Nate. Um, so, how's you guys? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> laying the seeds, huh, Miguel? Yeah, I'm laying the seeds out. But how's you, how you been a couple weeks? How, how was your trip to Atlanta, Banks? And uh, Atlanta taught me that I was getting old because, <coughs> well, maybe not old, but I just drank too much. And I married my boy. Uh, we went out with this guy who used to play in the NBA or whatever, and they just got all these bottles. And I remember we pre-game hard before and I remember my boy came over. He was like, "Yo, you want you want Patron or Henny?" And I was like, "Yeah, just get." I, you know, I like tequila, so I was like, "Yeah, just give me uh, a shot of tequila and a splash of pineapple." And the minute I smoked the hookah, I drank. I drank my drink. Everything just stops. And you, I was. Do you like, think they had liquor in the hookah? Liquid? Nah, nah, nah. Not that place. Nah. All right. But I was. I admittedly, I was already drinking. And then the minute I took the shot, and I was just, you know, when you smoke hookah, it makes you lightheaded or whatever, I was like, oh, nah, I, I think I'm going to throw up. I didn't throw up, though. I just went to the bathroom, and I just, when I was thinking about life, I was like, damn, <laughs> I got to go. And usually my boy, who, my boy who, who's usually always drunk, is literally looking at me walking out the club like, yo, where's, where's John going? And I literally just wanted to sleep. And the remainder of the trip, I just ate, I went out to eat, and just chilled. That's it. <laughs> it was well, crazy. What do you say when you go to ATL? Uh, Airbnb. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Dolo? My boy. My boy Greg. 
Oh, oh, he goes with you. Yeah, I don't go on trips by myself. Oh, unless I mean, it's like, do that. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's there's certain places. Right, right. Josh does. <laughs> right. uh, but I like to go with my friends or at least try to show them, like Mike, because Mike doesn't like going certain places. I like to bring people like that. You want to you're invite me? What you mean? Mike, I have invited you, but we'll get to that. We'll get that to another uh, to the, another episode. Interesting. Yes. Because I don't remember this invite that ever happened, especially to Atlanta. It was like Houston. I, I invited. Like, yo, you what should come. What are you going? Exactly. But this guy. Yo, selective. <laughs> selective. What did Mike say? Selective listening. See, Listen, I can't win. Listen, we can play a trip to Houston anytime. I was trying to get trips going for a while. It's been hard for me to get people to go with me places for some reason. I mean, I know this girl at my job who, she like, listen, I went to DR last year by myself. So my friends was playing games, so I just went and whatnot. So you know that's, what Josh that's, does. That's so. what you got to do. Yeah, that's what you got to do. I got a friend right now. I'm trying to do like a little guy's trip or whatever going on. And um, it's, uh, I can't you know, what? I'm going to get back to that guy's trip later because that actually goes into one of our mm-hmm. subjects. But, um, <laughs> you know, actually, we should do a topic on this. I hate to be, you know, prejudiced, but when it comes to black people, it's like the idea of doing a trip. I remember some girl brought this up to me, and one actually one of my coworkers brought it up to me, because he, my boy, actually was going on a trip, trying to plan a trip or whatever, and like when it came to like they planned it like four months, they were going to go to Miami, and like as months were going on, this actually matches a meme that King Karan did Hmm. when they were actually going to Miami. Like, yeah, everybody's excited. Month one. Month two, yeah, I'm going to book it. We're going to wait for the ticket price to fluctuate. Then when that day comes where the tickets are like $50 or $60 going by, going each way, everybody's like, yeah, I'm about to book it. Then then one person, like, oh, I can't get PTO. Other person, the girl is telling me they can't go. Yeah. Another person's like, man, I'm just not going. And then the other, the one, there's two people left, like, I got you. And then the day comes, yeah, I never booked my ticket. Yeah, like, all right, like, so what I'm about to say, right, I'm trying to finally go somewhere. I told you, I'm an EOM, right? Yeah. Evolution of Mike, trying to do things this year, right? And it's not even like expensive, right? We flew, we flew, fly, flew to Atlanta pretty cheap, I'm sure. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, yo, I want to go to Miami. Mm-hmm. We were talking about trying to go maybe, you know, my man said July, but I'm like, yo, it's super hot in Miami and super expensive to go to Miami in July because right. it's summertime. So I said, how about the fall, whatever like that. So it's my man, Ray. I talked to him about it. Shouts out to my man, Ray. So I um asked my other boy. And, you know, he wanted to do now with it. This guy texts us back and says, well, with my job, we got to let them know the fall before any vacation we want to take for the following year. So I would have to let them know this fall for next year. I'm like, what kind of job <laughs> you got? You got to let them know a whole year in advance what's going on? So I'm like, so part of me, like, it's my man. It's cool. But part of me, like, that sounds a little shaky to me because I never heard a job. We got to know the fall before for all your vacations for the following year. I mean, do you? You work in Corona. No. Right? <laughs> I don't. I mean, they have a thing where we have to submit days, but usually we can uh, trade people like certain days. Like, especially, I only like doing like weekend trips. Yeah. And then, like, when it comes to weeks, like, if I have to. Do it's it. not even like a vacation. It's just like yeah. you take, take three or four days. It's not even like a long thing. Exactly. You just or even take, just to go on a weekend. Yeah. Or go take on the Friday. And, yeah. and one extra day. Call out sick that Monday. Whatever yeah. it is. Because you don't feel like going to work. Whatever it is. But and I'm just like, to me, that's right there what you were talking about. Like, really don't want to go, but trying to figure out a reason out of it and stuff like that. So sometimes you just got to take baby steps. Like, if, if, it, if you don't want to, like, fly. Drive to D.C., three hours. Go to <coughs> Pittsburgh. That's, what, five and a half hours or something. Yeah. Go just go somewhere. Yeah, go to Beach, New York. Go to Beach, New York, go to New York whatever. An hour, hour yeah. and a half. 
Yeah, yeah. Just to get to set the groove and see like a different experience and meet different people. Yeah. And I think it will open your horizon and maybe even help people like Tony from making like certain mistakes. Because I feel like another thing with him when he was talking about and even the uh, the girls that were there, they were listening to his experiences. They just felt like he just had a lack of experience of women. And when it came to what if like he had a lack then or. Well, as he, they said, they they felt like he his progression of his experiences have helped develop the person who he is right now. Right. But in the beginning, off of this, the you know the L's yeah. he was taking, like with the girl that was around down the street. Yeah, they and he fell in love with her and then yeah. decided to marry her, like when he was in high school. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. That's unheard of. <laughs> but you know, d- depending on where you are, where you're from, your surroundings, it just sounds like he just had a lack of experience. Yeah, he was and right I, here. He was a coward apart. Literally, right. he was around the corner. So. Right, and that's, that, you know, it, from that demographic, typically, yeah. there's lack of experience. Right, so right, right, you right. don't ever leave your block or corner or whatever, right, right, right. And, and your experiences is just lacking. You don't know what's in the next state or the next two states over. You've never seen that before. Yeah. So what you may find really attractive May be all what you know within a oh, five yeah. mile radius. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I used to think like that when I was yeah. younger. I used to be attracted to this particular thing, and then when I went to a, even to starting smart from like middle school to high school, and I saw these different type of girls, I'm like, yeah. whoa, this is this is crazy. Yeah. But it's just like you gotta see it to be- <coughs> believe it. Yeah. We're human. <laughs> yeah, I think in that situation, yeah, he definitely was. You know, whatever he felt, he found in that particular area. And he was like, I got to hold on to this no matter what. Exactly. So when the moms bamboozled him, <laughs> said she was moving and didn't mm-hmm. actually move, he was like, I got to marry you. I, I guarantee you. if he was in Miami, he went to Miami for a weekend. Like, let's say he had an older brother or something or his dad or whatever. Right. Took him to a weekend. Right. He saw Cubans, right. Colombians, yeah. all that. Yeah. And comes back like, damn. And then he's like, yo, you want to come back next week or whatever or next month if you do good or whatever? I guarantee he's going to forget about that girl. Well, it goes to Josh and his many, many vacations that he goes on and and sees all type of different uh, women and people all over the country and uh, the world, Mike. The world. <laughs> uh, and your uh, what's the uh, what, what, what's the podcast that you do for that one? Passport Muse. Passport Muse. Well, shouts out to that. Which I guess we'll see some of that. Uh, what next month you're leaving again? Going to Stockholm at the end of February. So more passport news. I look forward to. I'll be in the land of Thor. Anywhere? In the land of Thor. Oh, really? Scandinavia. Oh, yeah, yeah you will be. Okay, all right. Shouts out to that. Um, and uh, how how's your last couple of weeks been yourself? Uh, just been working. I mean, yeah, I feel been. like people have just been listening to what I've been doing. Okay, there, there we go. Um, and mine have been. Um, I've been been pretty good. I'm pretty, you know, enlightened on where I want to go and what I want to do. So I'm pretty excited. And moving forward, speaking of John's trip to Atlanta. So this guy's in Atlanta, right? And we're watching an Instagram story of his. And he got the wave cap on. And, uh... Oh wow, <laughs> Josh, Mr. Pendergrass. No, it's, far, early. It's, it's, it's a farther topic, so whatnot. So S- scheduled Pendergrass, I like it. Scheduled Pendergrass. So Josh um, mentioned that he got the wave cap on in one of our uh, our group chats, and I was just with this guy on Thursday. This is Saturday. I left the barbershop with him on Thursday, <laughs> right? So I'm like, 
I ain't seen no waves on Thursday. Right? No, it's a true story. So Saturday comes and they got the wave cap on real tight too. Like 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 old fifth, like just real tight going on, right? So I um I'm like, yo, we got a wave, we got no waves. <laughs> what not, right? This is a story. So John decides to put an Instagram story unwrapping the wave cap. <laughs> Right? Please tell me you saved that, John. Oh, I got it. <laughs> he was like, well, what are you doing? Because we were having a pregame. I was like, listen, man, they hating in Jersey. So I got to show them the waves. And they were like, okay, 360. Yo, we're going to post that to the uh, shop page. This is definitely fine. So this video, I mean, y- your head's on a swivel, so I really couldn't say anything. I did see one or two waves, maybe three. So <laughs> this guy. <laughs> video. But he said 360. I came back and said, maybe like two, what I say, about 245 yeah. or something like that. And then Miguel did what? Huh? Then Miguel did what? And then, no, let's start with John. So John, when he posted his <laughs> story, said, where's your waves at? Right? Very adamant at me because <laughs> I'm just stating the truth because I saw you two days ago. And I didn't see any waves. So I'm like, well, you got a wave cap. It was confusing to me at the time. So I said, well, I used to be spinning. I decided to change my <laughs> hairstyle. Right? Set some pictures of myself that, that, so I could easily get these waves, right? How what? how old were those photos? They were uh, last year this time, around this time. Fair enough. Okay, so oh. we decided to issue about to... Oh, yeah. what's called a, um, a wave challenge in 2020 and whatnot. Since John... <laughs> thinks he can do get waves better than me. So well, to be you know, being respectful for both of y'all, I don't think anyone can get waves better than that kid in this the video. This is true. This that, is true. He's, that's on our Instagram page well, right here's now. Here's the thing though with waves. Uh-huh. Because if you you can ask Nasir, I had three sixty waves. I okay. wear a wave cap every day, but mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work. It does. To brush your hair. To, to, to get the to get the wave cap, have it on for a certain amount of time. It, it's a lot night. of work. Yeah, it's, it's a, lot. a lot of work. I don't like doing that all the time. <laughs> and I have waves. It's just I don't like brush my hair all the time. And my cuts are usually shorter. So it's just the reason why you didn't see it, because I didn't brush my hair. And I wonder where Mike's secret is. <laughs> I mean, it's the audience. Doesn't sound like an excuse to me. I'm just—it's not an excuse. It's, it's the, what? Would you want me to be more truthful? Okay, that's the truth. I have waves. I have people that you could document and ask. It's just I don't have the time, or I don't choose to make the time to brush my hair as often for because it's just—it's a lot of work. Okay, so it is a lot of work. I, no, I, that I can't agree with. It's a lot of work. Like I got a whole section in my bathroom with like. The stuff for my hair, how I wear it now, and the stuff for waves, and it's like two different bends. It's a lot of work, you know. Mm-hmm. I have different, I have different, um, you know, medium brushes, soft brushes, hard right. brushes, uh, uh, different wave caps. Jazz, shout out to Jazz at a new you. The wave cap that he sells, that's like the best wave cap I ever had. It's like uh, it's right there under the under the glass where right. he has it and stuff like that. Um, but that's a really good wave cap, and I, I love that one. But it definitely is a lot of work. I was lucky at one point because not my job now, but my previous job, at some point, they just kind of stopped caring about our um, our dress attire. So you'll see pictures of me. I can show you where I'm like at work in the office in a cubicle with a wave cap on, you know, and they just didn't care. So I was able to really maintain my waves. 
when I had them before because I could constantly keep them laid down right, right. and I would have like the wave cap on and the hat, but literally I would never have to take it off. So now eventually they kind of started caring, but for about a year, I just, they just didn't care. And once they didn't care, I didn't care. Oh, this is better for me and whatnot. Um, so I definitely agree, but not now. <laughs> At some point, I would issue a wave challenge to you, and we'll figure out. Maybe Josh can figure out what the winner can receive and whatnot. <laughs> when we get, I guess, a month to see whose waves are better. Just, just for the show. Do it for the culture. We're going to do it. Could you do a demonstration? Like, apparently, after you're certain you're going to win, right? Yeah. So could you do a demonstration in the shop? And that could be like a video content. Yeah, we can do that too. Nice and little tutorial. Yeah. You know, for people yeah. who want waves. Yeah. And tomorrow when I go, I'm going to say, Jack, remember my waves, right? I'll say, was my waves better than John's? So we, we, I'm going to ask the barber himself. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to go from there. Why not? So we'll move forward with that. Um, sports. So Josh tried to play me because we got the Super Bowl coming up. Um, Super Bowl uh, is has uh, the Chiefs. And the 49ers. Wait, did Josh pick the 49ers to get to the Super Bowl? I don't remember, but... Really? Because I said you both <laughs> podcast episodes that has that prediction. <laughs> and who did you pick again? Uh, I did pick the Saints. Really? The Aints? The Aints, apparently. <laughs> Josh did pick the 49ers. And he also mentioned the Chiefs. Like, I give shouts out to Josh. I think they were lucky predictions based <laughs> off <laughs> their records. Stuff like that. Perhaps you didn't crunch the right numbers, Miguel. <laughs> But he was correct, and we did listen to the podcast from a few. And if you listen to the podcast, Tony, Ray, Nate, everybody else, I'll show you her. I did pick the uh, uh, the Saints, so shout out to Josh. But they are going to be in the game. So besides uh, predictions, which is more sports, I wanted to ask something else. What are you guys' plans for the Super Bowl? Um, or what are your normal plans, or what are you doing this year? I mean, I really don't have any like major plans. I usually try to find somebody who has – a, uh, a party, Super Bowl party. So you have a party, party. Yeah, to go Do you have any um, st- stories or any really good Super Bowl parties you've been to in the past? Uh, let's see, 2007 when the Giants won. Uh, we were at this bar and everybody was hating, like, oh, no, no, no they're not going to win. And I remember at the last minute, my boy, who was an Eagles fan, um, was telling me, <laughs> was telling me they're not gonna do it. And then you turn around, and then you see what happens. And everyone, even people who were against the Giants, were rooting because I mean, you know, it's Jersey. That moment was just like one of the best moments ever. Like everyone was jumping, people were throwing beer, getting shots. It was just great. It was I don't I forgot what the I think it was that it was just that Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, like, up? Okay. Yeah, it was just a regular. It was in uh, Brunswick. Okay. And, like, the crowd there was decent. You felt like you were at a game. Like, the energy okay. and the intensity of everything. It was just, like, one of the greatest moments. That, yeah. That, like, and it was just something just off the rip. Like, just go get some wings. Um, What about you? Any plans this year? Or any other any good plans in the past? Super Bowl parties? Something well, like that. In the past, I lived in Florida. And my roommate was actually a Steelers fan. Okay. And, and that's he, when they won? <clears throat> yeah, and he okay. and his family actually go to every single AFC championship game. That's dope. So when they won against the Cardinals, right? Especially how they won, they went nuts. Yeah, yeah, that was um, set off fireworks and everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was a good one. 
I remember the second Steelers Super Bowl that they lost to the Packers, but I remember that was good because they were playing the Wiz Khalifa Black and Yellow uh, during the whole time oh, yeah, period. I remember so that. that was <laughs> Actually, for all the bandwagoners at that time, <laughs> I remember that. Um, and that 07 Super Bowl is funny because uh, shouts out to my boy Ray once again. And Ray is a, a older friend of mine. He's, he's much older, but he um had a uh he's a Patriot fan. He's an actual Patriot fan. You don't meet many actual like Patriot fans around here. Mm-hmm. So I remember that I um had um I, I I went to his house to watch the game, right? Mm-hmm. And I um I uh I bought some food and everything. I bought wings, two for sub, I bought some drinks. Go to his house, watch the game. He was a Patriot fan. He's all into the, to the, to the thing. And I'm, I'm rooting with him. I got a Brady jersey and everything and stuff like that. So the Patriots lose the game, as you know. He starts getting flooded with taxes. Remember, they're undefeated. Right. Flooded with taxes about it, stuff like that. And someone sent a funny text to him at the time. Mm-hmm. And I laughed at it. He was so emotional. He put me out of his house. It's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> And to this day, he feels like he wasn't wrong. So, somebody please tell this guy he was wrong for putting me out, his friend, just because I laughed at a joke. How hard did you laugh, Mike? That's not the point. (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently it is, right? (laughs) What do you think, John? Was he he wrong? Well, you know, to be a Patriots fan in New Jersey, at that and then to... You know, because considerably, the Giants weren't supposed to win yeah. based off of their season. And but I supported him, man. I had the Brady jersey on. But it, it makes it even worse that you had the jersey and then you, like, laughed at him. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he was sensitive. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, we'll call him sensitive. Bring, bring your sensitive. sensitive. I mean, that sounds crazy. All right. And then I remember I, another one, my favorite one, actually, uh, to this day, was um, 2015, I believe, when the um, – Carolina played Denver. Yeah. So, uh, a friend of mine, uh, my man Smooth, shout out to Smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes to these. Uh, he used to go. This back when Floyd Mayweather had used to have all the fights stuff like that too. Yeah. Around the time, so there was this guy that he knows. I don't know, but he throws these um, parties in Philly where he has strippers come in mm-hmm. during these sporting events, right? So he charged you to get in like $10, $15. Mm-hmm. He got a huge TV. He got food. He got drinks. And he got strippers coming in, right? Mm-hmm. It's like his, his house, some private house. I don't know what it is or whatever. So he was going to all the Floyd fights and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. That Super Bowl, he had an event. So my man got the plug about it. I said, y'all want to roll to the spot or whatever. This had one of my best <laughs> times ever because I'm watching the Super Bowl you know, as a, as a huge football fan with a bunch of guys I don't know. Right. And it was a good game, too, but also there's a bunch of half-naked women around me. So it was just like a really, really, you know, good time mm-hmm. and whatnot. And I remember um, I was talking to these guys I didn't know, and uh, I made a comment that I used to coach Little League football because I did and whatnot about mm-hmm. a play. And they called me coach the whole night. And, like, from there on out, it was like, what did you say, coach? And it was like, it was just a very, very funny thing. And, um... I just remember um, there was one girl who was actually, um, she wasn't one of the strippers. I guess she just knew the guy, mm-hmm. so she helped him out. Like, she was served the food and stuff like that. She was fully clothed in the whole nine. Mm-hmm. So I remember, like, kicking with her the whole night, and I wound up getting her number, mm-hmm. you know, during the game. So that was, like, that night. We left Super Bowl on the way back from Philly. We stopped at Parks right. and went to the casino. You know, they're open all night. Right. So we went there, and um, 
I'm gambling. I won like five hundred dollars mm-hmm. while I'm gambling. Then there's a girl in the casino who works there, and I want I'm getting her number. This is like just a great night for me. A Super Bowl, <laughs> man. Shoot number them with the money and stuff like that. And then uh, we got home at like five in the morning. So this was the overall probably my best Super Bowl experience was was that one right there. Got some money. Yeah. A little play. Got some money. A little, a little play. play. Yeah, a little <laughs> play. A little looky, looky, looky. A little <laughs> fun game. So it was um a real fun night. This year, though, uh, I don't really have any plans yet. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> what I thought was dope. Remember when um, uh, uh, Tamir went to Miami and watched on right, the rooftop? Right, yep. That was dope, actually. Yeah. You know, it was on the roof yeah, of the hotel. That, yeah, 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 he killed that show. Yeah. <laughs> I not? was jealous. You was <laughs> I was. So I was like, yeah, I really pushed it out of my mind too. That's crazy, right? <laughs> I never forget. I'm I like, the pictures. I was like, damn, man. Yeah, like I wonder how much that cost. But rooftop in Miami on you know, Super yeah. Bowl weekend, pricey. Had to be um, pricey. And but, it's in uh, Miami too. Yeah. So with this year um, coming up, what uh, what would your predictions be now, Mister? Um, you know, Nostradamus over here, Josh Stradamus. Oh. That's a good one, actually. Well, Josh was prepared for this moment. Okay. Uh, I would say 49ers have to keep going. Okay. Stay with the NFC. And I'm going to roll with my guy, Patty Mahomes, and the Chiefs. I second that. I was actually talking about that at work because we're going to do a pool. And me and my coworker were saying that, pushing that agenda. I'm trying to win that pool, too. Patty Mahomes and the Chiefs? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Patty. Do it for the culture. Do it for the culture. Do it for the culture. Both worlds. He's my guy. <laughs> Andy Reid. And Big Red. <laughs> Andy Reid. We'll see how it goes. So, I think it's going to be a, a really, really good game. So, that's what's going on in sports. And um, also with the sports, we were talking um, about uh, your boy, LeBron, LBJ, back in the news again and whatnot. Uh, Wait for what this time you go? Those fantastic sneakers. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we, we actually pulled Josh's sneaker card because he loves these LeBron Seventeens that are trash. They look like that that that's, that posted right there. But <laughs> a lot cotton more, candy. Uh, what's the word? Artistic. I mean, yeah, you know, they're artistic. I don't really like Seventeens at all. Mm. I did like Sixteens and Fifteens, but Seventeens I think are trying to. You like Seventeens? No, they look weird to me. Yeah, me too. I didn't think. Isn't that the shoe that Jazz likes? The are they the 17s when we said they're comfortable? Yeah, they're like 16s. 16s? Yeah, 16s. Oh, because they're like somewhat similar. Yeah, yeah, somewhat, but they're a little bit too... The only thing, good thing about LeBron's, really... Comfortable. they always been comfortable shoes. Mm-hmm. Like, I like my personal, I like the threes. Mm-hmm. And, um, damn, which is the ones they had them South Beaches? Oh, um... They did the South Beaches, they yeah. did the Miami one, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there was like the gray and white one. I, I forgot, but... Those are like my favorites. Yeah, and they're just mad comfortable. Yeah, I actually got caught in like a, a YouTube, um, just like a uh, like in a. Um, I was watching Complex mm-hmm. where they go to the sneaker store with all the stars. All of a sudden, I watched like forty of them and whatnot. I was up like all night watching these things, and it's crazy. Like all these different sneakers and mm-hmm. how much they sell for. I started with watching them on Will Smith and um, Martin oh. when they went to buy the shoes. <laughs> yeah. And then I just got, got got caught up in a circle and it, and it was over for me. But uh, in the news for the day that um, when they went to the Boston Celtics, they lost that day. And that day he went to watch Bronny play. Um, Is this the day when they threw something the, at That him? too. We're going to get to that too. Where they threw um, uh, some, uh, I guess, trash. Yeah. A kid threw it at Bronny. Yeah, that's the bigger story here. During the game. That's that's the issue. 
That's the issue? That's the only story here, is that. Oh, what's the issue? Throwing trash at a kid, playing basketball? Oh, the kid throws trash at a kid, but. Still. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a he kid. Don't know, he don't know right from wrong, right? <laughs> well, no, that, that was a horrible thing. I thought the story was him, like Shannon Sharp would say, shouldn't be going to watch a game when you have a game that day or whatever. I thought that was a bigger story. Not really, not at all. Because like Shannon said, you, you you could never have me go anywhere. Don't, like, you guess your game day. You should not be doing anything else or whatever. And I agree with that. But he's done it before. He never did it on game day. Not on g- actual game day. If you can see which the Which means he missed right his shoot now. around. He missed his time with his teammates. He didn't go over a game plan. All that stuff. I think that's the problem. I mean, it's not and, like... and they lost by 35. And right. he had 15 points. So it kind of showed, too. Right. I mean, but it's one game. So what? Every game matters, man. No, it don't. Not in the NBA. These NBA games are like scrimmages, guys. But the bigger story is that it sets a precedent for your other teammates. Can I go watch my sister's recital? Can I go see of my Of course kid? not. You're like, not LeBron. I don't understand the confusion. That's there's the no, problem. There's no ambiguity there. They haven't earned the right to do that. Have they? Why not? I'm going to be a player, too. Can Anthony Davis do it then? Nah. Does he have any rings? So that's so. So is that the calls for it? I'm, I'm trying to figure out wh- where you got to be. I don't know why people are so like headshot over LeBron doing this. Like, there's there's some questionable things LeBron Jealousy. has done in the past. Yes, very very. Playoffs, Jealousy. fourth quarter. Man, what 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 series was that in the playoffs when he was walking when they were down? This I think this is the the year before he left to go thing? to Miami. No. Oh, no, oh, when he took this his jersey is, off. Yeah, that or when he was walking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking. The game is still on. You st- why are you walking? I think you shouldn't be doing that. As far as the kid thing, that's a horrible thing. I don't that think is horrible. Trash at a kid. But I also think what other people say, like, I think it's a bullseye on this kid. His, his game shouldn't be nationally televised. I think that the hate is coming because of stuff like that. Because your dad's LeBron James. Right. But I think that's what's bringing on the hate, what's bringing on the trash and stuff like that. And it's a shame for him because, honestly, that, that school is a huge school of Sierra Canyon, right? But I watched that game. He had zero points in 12 minutes, right? So I don't even know if his dad was LeBron James. You know, would he be on the um, on the uh, varsity team, actually, and whatnot? Like, there's some good players on that, uh, you know, on that team. So I think stuff like that might cause more of the hate and whatnot. I mean, it sounds like you're validating the hate. I'm not validating the hate. But I understand what you're saying, but you yeah. understand the point that I'm making. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely see what you're saying. Um, but I think another kid who might want that same whatever opportunity is looking at it like, yo, I'm, I'm actually, I'm better than him. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Bro, it's zero points. Like, I, I could definitely, you know, do better than him and stuff like that and thinking like, you know, why, but I guess that comes with the territory. But LeBron did say. Or perhaps he just had a bad game and deserves a spot. Perhaps. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he looks decent. I mean, have you been scouting him all year, Coach? <laughs> I haven't been scouting him all year. He plays good. I have. He plays good defense. He's got a nice little jumper. He plays hard. Um, but then I see Zaire Wade. He'll get no minutes. So I'm just like, yo, I, I feel like this yeah, is one Zaire of those. Zaire nasty. Huh? Zaire nasty. Zaire's nasty, but don't even get burned, bro, because this team is so good. And I feel like maybe these two on the roster for – not always athletic reasons, but I guess that should be known already, and stuff like that. Like, like you know who who they are. But I think I'm not validating it. But I think that's what brings on some of the the heat, you know, that they have. Right, but people gotta look themselves in the mirror. 
Why are you just why are you just giving negativity to people consciously, just for having a reality, something out of your control, and and they're in control, right? So you're getting mad at their life, which you had nothing to do with. If they do great stuff in their life, and they ain't mad at you, I agree with that. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, I just I I don't I don't I don't think it's right at all. But I think if you were to look for a cause, why I think that's the reason. You know why, and hopefully it doesn't continue for him, because I I think it might be starting to overshadow his game and stuff like that, honestly, and whatnot. I mean that's fair, but at the same time he's gonna have to get used to that. Yeah, that's true. Too. That could develop poise. It might be exactly what he needs, and it also helps the other kids play under that level of scrutiny because LeBron's in the gym. That could elevate your game. Yeah, that's a lot of adrenaline. You kidding me? How is LeBron described every time he enters the room? He sucks the air out of the room. Of course. So if you could play under those conditions, you could play anywhere. This is true. I think um, the mind of the baller articulating itself. I think by putting this, giving him his name and the amount of highlights that he gets puts a number one a huge target on his back. But also, I think it, it does give him those big shoes to fill. But it could make him, you know, the greatest ever, like you said. I'll be honest. I want to know what Cave thinks about this. I do too. Yeah, shout out to Caver. Um, I would love to see what he thinks about if he had to play under that type of scrutiny. How he think he would have fared actually, since he did play Division One and he actually got drafted by the Indiana Pacers and yada 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 stuff like that. So, um, which I love his basketball stories because you know he lived it stuff like that. Which is good. Interview coming soon. Interview coming soon. John. He wants to come on too. I talked to him about it so a couple times and um, and that and turkey wings. He wants turkey wings. He so, will be on World Baller as well. Okay. Also, TP, Terrence Bailey. Okay. Try to get Greg Grant in there. You know, people from the area. Okay. Nice, nice. And um, also, uh, what's the guy named Kevin? Josh, Jack, you telling me about? To shout out about uh, health and mental health and stuff like that. He's supposed to be. Oh, Kev? Kev yeah. Gordon. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's supposed to be um, sending us something to shout out, I think, on his next show. Um, actually... Can you call Jazz and ask him what he wanted Kev to shout out um, while we on here? But moving forward, oh, why? That's not Kev Gordon. Who, what Kev is it's this? Kev, it's another Kevin. Kev but Yeah. But just ask him what did he want us to shout out while we're talking because I think it's supposed to take place on before our next show. So ask him that for me. Um, moving forward, though, um, did you have any uh, – any news or business people you wanted to shout out or anything like that? Or not? Very interesting news was that former Mayor Bloomberg <laughs> is interested in raising around $70 billion for African-American or black American entrepreneurs. That's pretty dope. Which is very interesting. Yeah, I think that is dope, especially for entrepreneurship and stuff like that because we definitely um, – Need more. We talked about that. Black businesses in our culture, black ownership, black uh, real estate. It's an inherited talent that's not being utilized. I, I definitely, um, I definitely agree. We like to give our money um, uh, elsewhere a lot of times. And um, another topic I want to skip around here to um, to uh, pop culture because it'll go right into the dating stuff like that. Was the whole thing what um, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Um, re- answer. Uh, renouncing their um, 
their royalties and their um I'm sorry, their royal duties, sorry so to speak. And they moved to Canada from what I saw. Vancouver, right? Yeah, your spot. Well Canada at least. So uh, um so what's your thoughts on that, Josh? I think it's absolutely ridiculous and outrageous. Why? Well, you're breaking up the royal family. Right. So traditions that have been around for how many generations literally? Now if you know we get upset when our own people don't abide by other traditions. Right. And now you're applauding someone else for breaking up other family traditions. So that's, that's how I look at that. And what do you think about what you heard about the news? Well, I did watch a uh, excerpt. Um, I think it was ABC or ET or something like that, where they actually had uh, one of the gents who was familiar with the family and who was at the wedding and knew Princess Diana, his mother, Diana, and all that. And he was explaining that they don't really need, the family itself doesn't really need Harry due okay. to the size of the family. And, typic- and typically, he would have to outlive the other members that are next in line. Mm-hmm. So necessarily, he was arguing the point they don't necessarily need him. And also, um, just my opinion, <coughs> if, you, if you look at his mother... And if you look at how down to earth she was in in a sense to Queen to to Queen Elizabeth, she was rebellious based off of the things that she decided to do. Princess Diana. Right? Princess Diana and the stuff that she wanted to do and the stuff that she chose to do. And then there's the conspiracy of how the royal family chose to get rid of her, as opposed to just that act like she died in that that car chase. Paparazzi, but, yeah. Right. But that was clearly set up. Um, allegedly, I'm sorry. That doesn't. I mean, to me, that's what makes the whole situation invalid. Because from Meghan Markle's own mouth, mm-hmm. she said she was naive about the publicity there. Right. When you're an actress, right? So you're obviously aware of the paparazzi growing up in America. Mm-hmm. Number two, everyone in the world saw what happened to Diana because of the British tabloids. Right. So where was she living under a rock this entire time? In that point, <laughs> when they brought that up. They did argue like what Josh just brought up with um, with Megan being saying that she did not know what she was getting into. Uh, the co-host did bring up that particular moment where she didn't necessarily be, believe her because Megan was an actress and she was aware of what was going on. Mm-hmm. So that whole spiel of her saying that she was just <laughs> unaware of what could possibly go on or what was what she signed herself up for. They just said that she was incredibly naive to say something like that. But going back to like Harry, I just think with my own reservations just how he is and I think of him coming from his mother, I just think that from his point, he wanted something else. And I felt like with what what he wanted to do, they weren't they weren't going to support his actual plan or execute what he wanted to implement his style and then he did mention in the speech that he gave that he didn't necessarily want to leave but he wanted to do something else and I I believe it was something in the lines of he wanted to position his own ideas without public funding but they were like no you can't do that so with that being said the plan that he wanted to implement 
it was basically a no-go and I'm like why okay let me just do my own thing and just going just reiterating back to what happened to his mother and him being a spawn of his mother being a free spirit doing whatever she wanted you kind of see that in him doing what he wants to do I just think it just it just makes complete sense of him just walking away well with Megan I don't know what she's saying she kind of sounds like uh Steph Curry's wife when she got caught up with certain things with that whole scandal I had to bring it up with how she felt like she didn't get enough attention and this that and third but if you go back with with how how Steph was in in love with Aisha right and Aisha did not care for him but when it came to the point where the movie scene wasn't really working she needed her next play to get to you know, at least come into a, a comfortable place. From Megan Mark, you talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, 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 yeah, but I'm just comparing yeah, yeah, scenarios no, okay. where the husband's saying one thing and then the, the wife is saying another thing. But what the wife is saying was just, like, debatable because you clearly know what the situation is, but you're saying something else to protect whatever image going to the, well, you know, the, t- the average. <laughs> and what's fascinating for all of us here who are – creating the podcast and listening. Who's Meghan Markle's BFF again? It's uh, Serena Williams. Who's she married to again? I don't know bro name, but he's white. Oh, interesting. Any backlash there? Selective morality. No, it's, it's, it's going, her, go girl, get the money. I need to switch to a white dude and yada, 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 all the comments you heard about Serena. And then you get all this... You know, support for what Meghan Markle is doing, which is breaking up a family. Yeah. And um, I think a lot of that support, and it's crazy because then we come back and, um, you know, as men, and now, as Josh, you know, said, you know, in our, our, in our topic, talk about this, that, you know, sometimes stuff like this creates uh, unrealistic, unrealistic expectations. Oh, in relationships, because you see memes like, you know, if you if, how can uh, if your guy ain't doing what Harry did, then I don't want him. Or you know, guys saying like, well, how can I live up to he he renounced his throne for her? I, nothing I do gonna be good enough. Stuff like that. So the Hollywood effect. Hollywood effect. So you want to talk about that the, the whole Hollywood effect and the endless expectations? How do you think it affects that affects dating? So. As you said, some girls. I mean, we've already experienced it growing up. Yeah. Those had the Cinderella effect, right? Right, yeah. So this just morphed upon itself. It just dub- They doubled down on it. Okay. And it, now it's gone into reality TV. Now girls want to live like that. So I'm just like, interesting. Okay. And do you think it creates unrealistic expectations? Um, what Harry did, I guess, for Megan? Provided unrealistic expectations? Maybe because he renounced his throne. So a girl's thinking, well... How- can you do more than that for me? Not more than that, but how much would you do for me? Something like that. As far as expectations of what their man is willing to, I guess, uh, sacrifice. So, so are you saying that just because he sacrificed his throne, is he willing to sacrifice something for Megan? That's no. Just... I'm saying because he sacrificed his throne, uh-huh. does it make you, or do you see it making guys feel like they have to make similar sacrifices mm-hmm. to please their women because he did something uh, like that? I don't, but I don't think it's just, but just going to what I've seen right. and what happened to his mom. 
Yeah, okay. I don't know if it's all the way just for Megan. I just don't think that's the case. Okay, so you're back on that. Okay. I, I just I just personally don't think I believe Megan may play a big part in it because, you know, with her not being part of the royal family and the way they look they the way they spin it where they said they welcomed her, but then other people saying it's like not necessarily the right thing to do because she doesn't come of royal blood. Um I think they may have had other expectations for Harry okay. in regards to marriage, which is, you know, a given right. uh, based on his status. I don't think that's something that they wanted him to do. Right. Um, but I honestly think with just with what I've seen of Harry and like the little scandals that they try to shun away from what he's done in the past just because of his status, I honestly think that's just something that where maybe Megan, maybe I'll give her the fact of, I guess the, the, the fact of maybe she inspired him more to do it, possibly. Yeah, I'm sure they had talks about it. I'm sure right. she was, you know. And with her being there and then maybe the the disparities between the two, I could possibly see maybe. That could be a maybe. But, mm-hmm. you know, just with Prince Harry in general, I, I do think that's – I don't think it's all the way her. I mean, technically, he didn't really – he gave up his right to take the throne, but he's still a prince. That's his birthright. So – yeah, we, I guess you give up all the um, the perks, the duties, and stuff that go along with it, or I guess the um, yeah, the public engagements. Those are yeah, the duties. Yeah, those are your duties and stuff like that. And I guess you don't have to live a certain standard that you do when you're a part of the royal family anymore. He can go do anything he wants now, basically. Well, and also but, the public pays for your accommodations. Yeah, if your accommodation and stuff like that. But also, I think he couldn't say certain things in public. He couldn't, um, you know. Wear a certain outfit, even right, which was that. the argument with Megan, like going into the royal palace, because a lot of people she was getting backlash, like, "Oh, how would, why would you say that?" Right, anyone, anyone, and everyone want a lifestyle like that, being praised and all that. But then they were, they, there was an argument where, like, you don't know what actually goes behind closed doors. You don't know what the stuff that they have to endure, the stuff that they can and cannot do, right, and stuff like that. And that could be, you know, alarming at times, especially if it's something that you're not used to. So. Again, that's fair, but even as an actress, she understood she can only go certain places. Right. So she was aware of that lifestyle. And then, again, she hasn't been living under a rock. She's an incredibly beautiful and intelligent woman. Mm-hmm. She understands that level of scrutiny. Right. And the other key thing was, because she was married prior. So, wait, do you, do you consider this sort of a bait and switch situation then? Of course. I'm actually looking at it like Game of Thrones here. Because Harry essentially did what Jon Snow did. Right, and you're actually going to British Columbia. Okay. Well, you know, Britain. Right. right. So. What do you mean by the, the John Snow part, though? Excuse me, there. Which part? By getting what? Because he he was a rightful heir, but he gave up his. Throne. Oh, for Daenerys, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah, definitely a correlation there, and whatnot. Um, yeah, I um. I mean, I I, I see all, all your points of view. I mean, that conspiracy has been living for 25 years, right, about Diana. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's never going to actually um, go away, um, what happened with that. And maybe there's some um, – maybe he does still have that in the back of his mind as well. You could be right about that. But I do think Megan played a huge part, you know. Oh, you think? Yeah, I mean, I do think, think, think that as well. And I hope it doesn't make guys or women, I guess more so – have unrealistic expectations. Now, realistically, what are your expectations for them to have after hearing this? I mean, I think they might only because, 
you know, like you say, they want to do what celebrities do. They want to live how celebrities live. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's not fair to the average Joe, so to speak, who can't, you know, do the wow. same things. Celebrities do. But go ahead, John. All right, well, since we're talking about celebrities here, and since uh, some people are big fans of your boy LeBron, <laughs> apparently LeBron is doing something great where he is, which is ties into LeBron being the greatest. Mike? I saw that, actually. Go ahead. I, but I it that. looks like he's doing a partnership with uh, Lyft where he's doing a bike share pro- program where... That. You know about it, Mike? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, do I want about you it. to finish it. Talk talk no, about no, no, it. No, no, no. You got, you got the actual article. Nah, no, you the host, man. I want to hear you say something. We want to hear more of you. Go ahead. Listen. Listen. Bike but, share. Go ahead. But basically, there's a, there's a program. It's a one-year bike share program. And basically, Lyft is basically giving memberships, free memberships, one-year bike share memberships to the youth across the country. I believe and, it's called Lift Up, right? Yeah. Right. And basically... Um, there's a option in the Lyft app to donate to the Y to help make this program happen so- happen sooner. Oh, okay, that's it. Um, that's pretty dope, man. Shouts out to LBJ and all he does and stuff like that. I always say he's a great philanthropist, great father, great husband. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's a lot of great, 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 great talent and a great basketball player. He's not the greatest, but however, he's a great basketball player. Um, I also think, however, <laughs> also think, shouts out to his whole team, uh, Randy Mills, Maverick Carter, all the rest of them. I think they do a great job as far as PR with LeBron or stuff like that. Right. And I think that if you notice, there's always something like this, which is great. And it could have been in the works for whatever, who knows? But when you start getting some backlash or something he does, they know when to drop something else out there. Um, to kind of change the narrative a little bit. So I do feel like that. But either way, it's going to help kids out. That's all that really matters, stuff like that. Just like, um, you know, his school and right. stuff like that. So we are happy for that. And keeping with the pop culture, you were, you had an uh, Eminem album review, correct? Oh. <laughs> uh, What's it called again? The Mur- Let me get the exact name. I believe this was like a Eminem ploy. Well, the, the I'm sorry, the Slim Shady. This is supposed to be Slim Shady. Um, Music to be murdered by. Right. Um, what I think this was, and just to coincide with a lot of other blogs of what they're saying with this album, it just seems like this was like a money grab. Because oh, wow. if you listen to a lot of the songs and the material that he's talking about, the topics he's ta- he's put, he's bringing to light are dated. Like he brought up the shooting that happened at Mandalay Bay. Um, oh wow! Right, and we could have worked on it for a while too, though. But okay, I'm no, like the just the topics, like even like with the first song, you can tell it's new because he but but it also ties into like this is like a like some sort of corporate thing because they mentioned that. So, all right, don't worry. I'm not going to talk about MGK anymore. He's good. I'll be on my best behavior. And, like, that's what he's basically summarizing. He's not going to diss him anymore because Interscope is doing something with him. 
apparently like allegedly doing something with him and they're making money with him so they didn't want Eminem to ruin that so that was like another key thing but another thing I didn't like was there was another there was a song where he mentioned Bizarre but why didn't you have Bizarre D12 on the I mean other than Mr. Porter producing one song on the album but why didn't you have D12 on the album you had Slaughterhouse uh, well, minus Joe Budden on the album but you use a soundbite from Bizarre but not have him on the album or have any of your old artists on the album and then I, he starts another thing I notice is that uh, he sings he's singing more and he actually talks about a relationship which doesn't really sound real so he's being Ja Rule uh, I wouldn't say Ja Rule but I feel like it's just being more of like a pop sound a pop culture sound and he's not really going into what he's really known for I mean, don't get me wrong. He's rapping his ass off on this particular album on that on certain tracks. But there's this like the, when I see Skylar Gray featured again, I'm like, come on, man. like people don't want it. your core fan base don't want to hear you do a song with Skylar Gray. Like the the content of what you're put you're presenting and what and then you're gonna put put push this as this as this being like a Slim Shady album to an extent. I just feel like I don't know what Eminem's necessarily doing because I'm a fan. I love Eminem, but I just feel like the songs, the order, and this like the, the random, like the sound bites. Like he had like a Busta Rhymes sample. Um, that sample I sent earlier that's kind of threw me off. He rapped on that. Yeah. Um, it it just then he had Young Ma on a song, which was just like random. You could tell that was one of the newer songs, but. I don't know. I just it just felt like it was just they threw a ton of singles on there and tried to make money. It didn't feel like a How genuine was the actual songs, like lyrical content. You didn't, you didn't like it? No, I didn't really like it. I mean, there's some there's some there's some joints on there, but it's not like wow, he's back. It's just like oh, we know you can rap. That's 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 all it is. That, it, to put it in layman's terms, we know you can rap. That's all it is. I'm not gonna give it. I'm not gonna put it in revival terms. Okay. But it does feel like these some of these songs should have been on revival mm-hmm. to avoid that backlash. Um, but as far as like an album where I'm gonna listen to it every day or just like changing my life, no. Okay, well, that's the Eminem review from our guy Banks, and um, we'll have more music reviews, you know, from him because he listens to more of the newer music than I do, and Josh does. Apparently, I will maybe listen to Eminem album. I don't know, but. I'm uh, my focus on other things right now, but um, uh, thanks for that. We appreciate that. And um, also, we were talking about Oprah the other day and what's going on with her and I guess black figures and stuff like that right now. And wait, I, what, what's going on? Well, I, I did see something about her and um Russell Simmons. You mm-hmm. see that? Right. Right. Where apparently she put out there that he begged her, I guess privately. Or whatever had a conversation with her, but she said he begged her not to make a Me Too document because of his allegations last year. And I felt that I don't know if that happened or not, but if he had a private conversation with you, if you were at one point his friend for him enough to have your phone number to call you, your Oprah, then I feel like it's messed up for you to put that out there. Are you implying she was throwing more shade towards the agenda of her bringing more black men down? What do you think? Of course. Yes. I've always, like with Oprah, 
I don't think Oprah is for black people. Don't get me wrong. I do believe she believe she does want to work towards the agenda of helping women in general. Maybe <coughs> maybe some black woman. I do get that. But if you look at her demographics with with her show, majority of her fans are the housewife, right? With the white middle aged housewife who has nothing to do and disposable income and okay. time. Exactly. And looking at the time frames of when they would post it, this is when the woman would be at home cleaning, doing day-to-day chores or whatever with the kids or whatever. And right. that was her fan base. And if you look at her choices and the movies she's done, like they all catered to that demographic, not black people. It's the Oprah graphic. So you feel the same way about her that John does? Explain to me the facts. What, what exactly happened? Well, in that case, I just told you that she um, she has a Me Too documentary, I guess, coming out about the figures a part of the Me Too movement. So I guess it's a documentary and not a fictional story. So you got to mention, I guess, Russell Simmons' allegations that he had all those women or whatever that came out. And apparently, she put out publicly that he called her and, I guess, pleaded with her not to put him on it or put it out there. Personally, it sounds like a legal maneuver by saying that by making it public that he had that conversation with her okay because then that alleviates her liability about having that information if she actually knew because imagine if she did pull it out then she would be aiding him right okay so you kind of have to separate yourself because she already made her decision right yeah okay so you think by putting it out there public it would just help her out you know in a way and it would be curious to see if she knows similar things about other Caucasian gentlemen and didn't let that come out, which would be interesting. Right, like Weinstein, right, or or other people. That would be interesting because he's a, he's a white gentleman. And she, Oprah has been noted publicly to have many, many photos with Weinstein. Wow. And hasn't, much, hasn't really said much about him. Yeah, really. In fact, I think he was one of the people who connected – Jay-Z and Beyonce and Oprah, I believe, hmm. which is interesting. But you think overall over the years that she's not for the black culture or not for black men? No, I don't I don't think so at all. I think when, especially when I talk to a lot of, you know, women of color, mm-hmm. when it comes over, they, be, they, I feel like they get caught and trapped in the idea of what she's done mm-hmm. and the money she's made and, you know, with the stories of what she's done in the past and, like, with her being raped and by her right, family right. member and right, all that right. stuff. Uncle, yeah, something like that. But like that if you look at, like, even with going into Monique, who just got a special on Showtime, so congrats to her. Finally. I know. That's what's up. I know, so that's good. After doing all that complaining publicly, she yeah. She finally got it. Yeah. That's setting a great pre- great precedent for the uh, ladies Did in the Did Charlamagne talk about that? Uh yes. Oh, he I did. gotta hear that. Okay, he did. Um, I think he even said the same thing when it came to the publicity. Don't call me on that, but I think he said the same thing. That sounds like a great way to situate yourself gotcha. for publicity. But um, going into her comments though, of saying like how Oprah is two faced. She's not really honest in public. That it, it's just the idea. People fall in love with the idea of Oprah, but they don't actually know who Oprah really is. And even with the story, like it's it's public record, that story of her being raped by her uncle is not true. 
like they said she made that up to appeal more oh wow to the masses like and that's actually public information just they they pushed it out there like where people can't actually see it but it's actually out there her family there was i think there was a point i'm don't call me on this part but i think there was a point where they were going to sue because of what she said like because it was just false lies and they said and she's physically said like i only did it for the ratings to sell the story that's interesting very especially what happened to kevin hart recently yes um and speaking of that um that i was going to actually mention kevin hart to be honest with you mm-hmm. with oprah because i feel like he along with stephen a who we talked about oprah i feel like they all fall into this category where they walk this line and they know where to not go over it mm-hmm. and they know what uh wagon to hitch themselves to to make sure that they don't kind of um lose their caucasian fan base right right and i feel like that they um so like you know kevin won't have an opinion about bill cosby we got a whole conversation about it but kevin won't say anything because he don't want to make sure he say the wrong thing and lose whatever he's talking about mm-hmm. where like another comedian might have a lot to say about it and stuff mm-hmm. like that so i think that that happens and um you were talking about the story which one were we talking about his documentary for Kevin, you talking about? Remember how they recently uh, got a old tweet? Yes. Oh, with the because uh, essentially Oscars. She, yeah. she has something that's even more substantial and yeah. valid. Yeah. And we saw what happened with Cardi B. Just you know, yeah. swiped under the rug here. Yeah, yeah. Kevin uh, with the old tweet about the uh, homosexuals, and they used that to kind of dismiss him from the Oscars. Hosting, and I didn't have any host for the last two years now. They don't have a host this year either. They just, yeah, just not having a host. <laughs> yeah, they're just like you know what? Cause you know what I feel like? They feel like if we get a host, they gonna have some old tweets that we don't know about, and we gotta get rid of them anyway. So they're just like not having a host right now. So maybe in a few years they'll get back to having a host, but right now they won't.